And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Tuesday. Casey Justclair here. I am so um, conditioned to say, Casey Justclair here with Coach Brian Conley. We got a jam-packed show coming your way. I'm by myself today. I feel a little alone. I feel a little lonely. don't have anybody to talk to. Um, don't have anybody to make fun of. Don't have anybody to make fun of me. So, like, I feel like maybe I could, like, relax a little bit more. I don't have to be on guard on it. No, I'm kidding. We love when Brian is here, and we hope he's having a wonderful day. He is going to be um, camping throughout the week out in the Morgan City area. He's going to be here for some of the days this week. But today, he's got a much-deserved day off, and we've got a um, much... um, a very busy show is what I was trying to get at. A very, very busy show today that we're going to be uh, covering throughout the course of our 90 minutes. In the next segment of the show, oh, I got three guests, but I don't know the order. So the, there we go. The first one, we're going to have Tyler Lewis on at 1145, who will be joining us. Um, he will be telling us about his Terrebonne Tiger team that's playing some good ball. They're 5-1, and one, rocking and rolling. At noon, we're going to CCA, and we're going to have Jesse Turner on the line to talk about his team and the way that they have been playing. They lost a tough one on Friday, but, I mean, they faced a a state powerhouse. There ain't no shame in losing to the opponent that that, that CCA lost to on Friday. Then at at 12.15, we're going to talk some Major League Baseball and some high school baseball and maybe some college baseball with Coach Joe Tutal. We had a crazy finish last night in the Atlanta Braves game where Michael Harris goes up and makes a leaping catch and forces a double play and really saves Atlanta's season as they were behind four to nothing. Rally back and get a five to four win, tie the series one to one. Um and then on the other side of the National League bracket, we've got the Dodgers who are in a bind, man. They're down two to nothing right now over the Diamondbacks. Uh, just some crazy things happening in the MLB, and we'll talk about all of those things uh, with Joe, and uh, we will break all of that down and much more. Um, we want to lead off today. Look, we didn't really talk a whole lot about high school football yesterday. Uh, we talked a lot about LSU and, and the Saints or whatever it may be. Um, and then we covered South Lafouche's matchup with Assumption and, you know, we broke down the highlight clips or whatever. And, and, and you guys have told me, by the way, I've got a lot of great feedback. You guys have told me that you guys really enjoy hearing back some of those highlight clips and everything. So, so the, the, the credit does not belong to me for that. That is 100% coach Brian Colley. He takes the recording of the games. He edits the clips, he splices them together, puts them on a jump drive. Like that's that has nothing to do with me. That is um 100% the work of Coach Kale. And, and I agree. I think that it, it adds a lot to our Monday shows. So we thank him so much for that hard work there. Uh, but we really only spent time talking about that game in our area. So want to spend some time talking about some of the other games that were uh, in our area this past weekend. It was a weekend of the blowout, right? So we're not going to cover a lot of these in depth. I'm going to give you scores, and then I'm going to give you power rating numbers, right? Destrehan gets a 51 to nothing win over Central Lafouche. No big surprise there. East St. John gets a 31 nothing win. Wait, I just said that wrong. I said Destrehan gets a win over. I think I might have said Destrehan gets a win over HL Bourgeois. If I said that, I'm wrong. Destrehan, just to be clear, I may have said Central Lafouche. I may have said HL Bourgeois. I don't remember. Destrehan gets a 51 to nothing win over Central Lafouche. Um, 
and they stay undefeated. The Trojans stay winless. East St. John gets a 31-0 win over HL Bourgeois, so the Wildcats get a win, and they stay undefeated. Also in 5A, we had um, Terrebonne get a 56-10 win over Ellender. And then Thibodeau and Hanville, um, no contest. It's actually not even on the LHSA schedule anymore. It's like it never happened. Uh, Assumption 48, South Lafouche 41 in a thriller back and forth uh, contest there. Vanderbilt absolutely dominated Morgan City 56-7. The Terriers roll through Morgan City. Lutcher gets a 49-10 win over South Terrebonne, continuing their district championship trek. No one's going to beat Lutcher in our district. I'd be highly shocked if anyone did. Donaldsonville 22, Berwick 19. Good win for Donaldsonville. Uh, They're beating Berwick. E.D. White 49, Patterson 0. The mean machine that is the E.D. White Cardinals continues to churn along. Uh, let's see. We've got St. James stepped outside of district play and got a 39 to 16 win over Lake Charles college prep. Good win for St. James home of Christian school fell to South Plaquemine 26 to seven in a huge game. A game that's likely going to decide that district's district championship CCA, um, got a 33 to nothing loss against Vermilion Catholic. As we said earlier in the show, Vermilion Catholic is ridiculous. There's no shame in losing that one. Central Catholic of Morgan city got a 35, <clears throat> Excuse me, 35 to 14 win over Centerville. Good win for Central Catholic on Friday. So we look and open up the umbrella, <clears throat> excuse me, and take a peek at some of the power rating numbers. In Division One, non select, Destrahan is the number eight team in the state. They're comfortably in. They're going to be at home in the first round, all that good stuff. East St. John is number 11. Um, Again, comfortably in, probably going to be at home in the opening round, barring something unexpected happening. Now, this is where things get dicey. At the bottom, you got Terrebonne, who's 5-1. and one. They're 24th. Terrebonne's got to kind of finish the season pretty strong, right? And they've got some tough competition coming up, so it's not going to be easy. The thing that helps them is that when you play tough competition, even if you don't win, you get a bunch of points. So I think Terrebonne's in a pretty good spot, but it's just crazy to think that you could be 5-1 and one in Division One and be still struggling to stay inside the top 28. Thibodeau is currently 1-4, but because their schedule is so tough, they're sitting at number 27. If the playoffs started today, Thibodeau would be in. Hanville is number 29 in the state. They're 1-4. If the playoffs started today, they would be the last team out. South Lafouche, 34. It's going to be tough for the Tarpons, man. Not going to lie to you. It's going to be tough for the Tarpons. The Tarpons are going to have to Win the two games they're expected to win, Morgan City and Ellender, and probably will have to win one of the other games, either St. Louis or Vanderbilt or whatever it may be, and um, try to push themselves into that top 28. HL Bourgeois 37 is going to be real tough. Um, Then South Terrebonne and Central Lafouche, they're sitting at 42nd and 43rd. I mean, they're not going to get in. Um, Division 2. Non-select, Lutcher was number one last week. They're not number one anymore. They're now sitting at number three. Assumption sitting at number six. Both of those teams look to be in a great position right now. Um, Morgan City, if the playoffs started today, the Morgan City Tigers would be in. They're sitting at number 26 right now, trying to hold on to that spot and trying to make it to the postseason. Um, Ellender at 41, likely not going to be a postseason for them. Division two select, E.D. White number five. Remember, Kyla Sang came on the Sports Corner on Saturday and told us, hey, we're trying to get into the top four. That's our goal. We want to get into the top four because that means you're at home all the way into the semifinals. 
The Cardinals are number five right now and uh, are undefeated and are playing some good ball. Vanderbilt's sitting at number 10. Um, both of those teams look to be pretty comfortably in. Um, Division three select. Home of Christian School got to stay in the top 24 to make it. Right now, they're sitting at 24, so it's going to be tough for Home of Christian School going forward. Um, right now, if the playoffs started today, they would be the absolute last team in. And then Division Four select we go, and we see Central Catholic of Morgan City is currently sitting at... Mm, am I missing them? Oh, no, here we go. I scrolled down too much. Central Catholic of Morgan City sitting at number nine in the state. Uh, playing some really good ball, sitting at four and two. Um, St. Edmund, who South Lafouche played early in the year, sitting at number 10, playing some good ball. And CCA sitting at number 17. So all of those teams right now are pretty comfortably inside the top 24. And I care to say both of those teams, uh, be it Central Catholic, be it Covenant Christian, I think that they're all going to stay inside the top 24. So it looks like it's going to be playoff seasons for those teams. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to Tyler Lewis first. As our calling guest, Coach Lewis will be chatting with us about everything happening over at Terrebonne High. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Early voting is from September 30th through October 7th. Election day is October 14th. Re-elect Senator Big Mike Fazy for District 20. Vote for Louisiana State Senator Fazy as he fought for our children, education, and the oil and gas industry, and he will continue the good fight. This is Senator Big Mike Fazy, and I humbly ask for your vote so I can continue to serve the great people of Terrebonne and Lafourche. We are District 20. Paid for by the Big Mike Fazy campaign. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. 
One of the hottest teams in our area are the Terrebonne Tigers, who have won four straight games, and they have won those games all decisively, 40-13, to 62-13, 45-14, and then 56-10. They're 5-1, and one. and we go to the phone lines now. We have their coach, Coach Tyler Lewis, on the line. Coach, good morning, man. How are we doing today? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you guys doing today? Good, bro. Uh, you guys are 5-1 and one on the year, playing some good ball, uh, coming into the game against Destrehan Red Hot. Um, let's talk about the Ellender game first. Uh, this is a game that didn't go your way last year, but there was never any doubt this year. You guys put it on them early and uh, got a decisive win. Yes, yes. Uh, we really uh, executed the way we wanted to. Uh, started off slow a little bit in the beginning, um, but everything came together, uh, came out of the game healthy, uh, ready to prepare um, for this week's test. And it is going to be a big test. You guys got Destrehan coming up. You're going on the road. Uh, an opportunity to, to see where you guys stand with one of the elite teams in Division One non-select. I'm sure you're looking forward to the challenge. Looking at it on film, man, where are some areas that you guys think you might be able to attack them a little bit? Well, you know, the, the biggest thing is we're, we're also we're, – we've been very, very dominant in our run game. We're, we're expected to be continue, to continue that this week. Um our guys are very intrigued about running the ball. They're very intrigued about uh, getting the ball in their hands and scoring the ball. Um, they know that it's going to be uh, more of a test this week, but they're ready for the challenge. Our kids are, are really locked in and really prepared uh, coming into uh, today for sure. Um, I just really think that we're going to try to control the run game. Um, you know, there's a lot of weapons at hand, so – um, but if we can control a run game early and, and, and can stay consistent in controlling a run game, I think that we can match them in the secondary-wise. I always say that when there's games like this, that sometimes coaches have a tendency to overcoach and overcomplicate things. And a, and a wise person once told me, follow the KISS model. Keep it simple, stupid. When you're facing an undefeated team, man, is there the instinct? Like you want to put in so much and you want to complicate things – at the end of the day, like you just said, man, hey, we got to 5-1 and one, running the football, being a power team. Let's just go do what we do, man. Can you overcomplicate things at times? Yes. Yes, you can. And um, I really think that we, we, we almost thought about doing or, or over, overdoing it, but we thought about it with our kids. Um, what we do is real simple. Uh, we let them be athletes. We let our O-line be powerful. Um so you know, you just you just do you you go in there who you are. You go in there who you are. Um, I think that um, you find out what their weakness is and you try to explore it, and, and we just keep moving forward like that. Yeah, no, I think that's the right way to approach it, man. Look, I've been going to Terrebonne Parish and going to Homa, and you know, mingling with people and talking to some of my buddies out there. People are starting to get excited about this team. They see that you're five and one. They see that you've rolled through a lot of the cross parish rivals. You beat up on South Terrebonne. You beat up on HL Bourgeois. You beat up on Ellender. You know, a lot of folks are starting to get excited. So yeah, you're going on the road and taking on Destrehan, but something tells me you guys are going to travel pretty well to the river too. I'm I'm hoping to hear that you guys are going to have a big old crowd out there too to support your boys on Friday. Oh yeah, you know our fan base has has been really supportive. Um, they're going to continue being supportive uh, of us. Um, uh, I, I know that they're anticipating this game. Everyone is anticipating this game uh, simply because you know Destrehan is a powerhouse. They're undefeated. Um, you know we dropped one game this year, and it, you know it was a lot of mistakes that we made offensively. 
um, in that game. So they understand this is two great ball clubs, man. This is going to be a great test, a great matchup, you know. And like I said, our part is to make sure our kids are prepared and make sure that we, we execute to, to the best of our ability uh, to come up with a victory. Destrahan um, obviously comes into the game undefeated. Looking at the schedule, boy, defensively, they appear to be very good. They've given up seven points three times, 11 points once, and then two straight shutouts coming in. What is it on defense that allows them to be so successful? Well, you know, they they, 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 they control the run game with those two linebackers. You know, they have an old Miss commit. They have an LSU commit um, on that defense. Um, you know, they're kind of – Young in the secondary wise, but you know they're always prepared. They're always prepared to match uh, man or a zone concept. Um, you know, but we just have to make sure that we get our guys in space and our guys do what they're doing space. I think that's what's been working for us, and also you know controlling in between guard and tackles. You know that's what we've really been doing. You know, getting the ball through between guards and tackles, and allowing Billy uh, out to work on the outside, McKay to work on the outside. Uh, Celestine will be back this week. We haven't played Celestine in two weeks, um, so it's going to be interesting to have him back. Um, you know, we just we just have to, you know, just just be terrible. And that's the biggest thing our kids, that's what they want. They say, Coach, y'all, we ain't got to – game planners don't have to be big. We're going to do what we do. It came from the kids, so the, the coordinators are like, you know what, Coach, let's go for it. Sounds like a winner, man. Look, um, you mentioned it a second ago, get some kids back. It sounds like you guys are pretty optimistic on the injury front. This might be as healthy as you guys have been in a little while, huh? Oh, yeah. You know, um, you know, uh, skill-wise, we, we have all our guys back. You know, we end up losing a kid versus uh, uh, Central uh, that started defensive end for us. He's a senior. Um, but, you know, we, we got a kid that's a junior that's going to replace him uh, that we're uh, very confident in. Um, our linebackers play are good, you know. We're, so we help, we healthy at certain places. Um, we know we wish we could have everybody ready to go, but you know. But I, I really like our jump going into uh, Thursday game. For sure, man. Look, tell me about the the mood and the mindset of the locker room right now. You guys are five and one. You're playing really well. Four straight games where you know the outcome wasn't in doubt in the second half. Um, you know, it feels like that everybody's probably pulling in the same direction. You mentioned a second ago, you know, you guys talked to the kids and they were like, hey, man, we don't have to do anything, anything crazy. Like, we could just go beat these guys. Uh, talk about that, man. Like, it feels like you guys got a lot of buy-in right now. That's a great thing to have. Honestly, you know, our, our locker room is different from when it first, when we first started going into the fall. You know, um, they're, they're more in tune. They're more on the same page. Like you say, our energy bus is rolling in the same direction. Um, you know, it just it, it, it's a good feel as a coach, to, you know, to know that the the kids, you know, know what's at stake. They know what they want. Um, it makes it easier for you know uh, for your posi- my position guys and my my coordinators, you know, when we don't have to really, you know, really figure out well what's going to work. Well, the kids know what works, and they and they, and they, and they want to be great at what works for us. So. You know, it, it's good. It's a great feel right now. Um, we're, this is a this going to be a major test for us. Uh, like I said, this is game two on the road. We're going to be on the road next week at East St. John. Again, they're undefeated as well. So, you know, we're going to see what adversity looks like. We're going to see um, what, you know, bigger guys or, or guys that match us size-wise up front looks like. So, this is going to be a great playoff environment, like environment, you know. So our guys already know the next four is, is, is very important to us. So we just got to keep pushing. 
Fortunately, man, we, we, we passed that vote last week, and it was a vote of yes, and we just kind of kept everything the way it was last year. I was looking at the numbers, Tyler. You guys are 5-1 and one right now, and you're sitting at 24th. If the vote would have gone the other way, you guys would have been outside of the top 28 sitting at 5-1. and one. Man, like how ridiculous would that have been? You won almost all your games, and you wouldn't even have been a playoff team right now. Like It's just crazy to think. Fortunately, that's not how it went. But boy, 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 that could have been nuts, man. You know, our, our kids, our kids kind of keep up with it a little bit as far as power uh, points and the ratings uh, that comes from goal uh, preps. Um, you know, they're upset that we dropped from nineteen to twenty-four with a win. Um, but you know, I, I like I tell them, you know, don't don't worry about that. Win the next four, and, and it's going to be guaranteed. You know, so that's what we're focusing on. You know, the next four. Uh, you know, we can't really control how the PowerPoints work because the guys that, you know, we do did beat, you know, they got to win ball games to help us, you know. So we, we just, uh, you know, rooting them on. Hopefully they can get us some extra points so we can move back up in them rankings and, and get in this playoff, you know, and, and, and make a run in this playoff. I'm going to ask you a question that you might have to answer judiciously. I understand that going in. One of the challenges in Terrebonne Parish is your schedule's kind of set for you. You have to play South Terrebonne. You have to play Ellender. Coach, those are two games this year that are kind of hurting you a little bit. Let's just be honest. They're not giving you a whole lot of PowerPoints. They're kind of hurting you a little bit. If you were made superintendent for the day, would you still set it up to where you had to play those schools, or would you prefer to have a little bit more flexibility? Well, that I mean, coming, you know, not being biased, you know, I mean – I, I would, I would maybe one out of the two, um, just simply because of the uh, the tradition and uh, you know the, the the just basically because of the tradition of things, you know, maybe one of the two uh, to help us out, you know, um, I, I would keep one of the two if I had a choice. Yep, I got you. That sounds like a winner, Coach. Man, look, we thank you so much for the time. Good luck Friday, bro. We're pulling for you. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys. Yep, that is Coach Tyler Lewis doing an excellent job. As always, we thank him so much for everything that he does. Um, he said it more judiciously than I did, or than, than, than I will, rather. So I'll say it more pointedly because I can. I'm not a Terrebonne Parish School District employee, and I don't care if they get mad. Someone's got to fix that. The fact that they are forced to play South Terrebonne and Ellender every year. The fact that Ellender is forced to play HL Bourgeois and Terrebonne every year. <clears throat> Competitively, it's hurting the teams. Right now, if Terrebonne would have be look, between Terrebonne, between South Terrebonne and Ellender, Terrebonne's getting one win out of those two games. If they would have instead been playing a three and three team and another three and three team in those two spots their power rating number would be drastically higher. They would be contending potentially for a home playoff game right now instead of just fighting to get in. And I get it. It's not like that every year, right? South Terrebonne some years is really solid. Ellender some years is really solid. Hell, some years Terrebonne might be the team that's struggling. Who knows? But I don't like when school districts mandate that you have to play someone. And it's the same here in Lafouche. I don't like that the school district mandates that Central and South have to play each other every year, even though they're outside of district. Thibodeau and South have to play each other every year, even though they're out of district. 
If it makes sense, then yeah, let's do it. If it makes sense, then yeah, it's a great matchup. And I think ideally, a lot of the times, the coaches would decide, hey, let's just do it anyway. But right now, I'm looking at a terrible schedule that if they would be able to do what Tyler said, just have played one of the two instead of being forced to play both, they would be in a better spot playoff-wise. And I think it's a shame that something that is kind of outside of their control, something that's out of their hands, is kind of what's costing them a little bit in the power rating numbers. That's just me. You know, Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe traditions and rivalries and everything are more important. But I think going and making a push in the playoffs ultimately at the end of the day is what it's all about. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Jesse Turner of Covenant Christian Academy. We'll chat with him about his team as they are in a pretty good spot to make the playoffs in Division Four Select. We'll be right back after this. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Here's a word from Pastor Rick Warren. You can go 40 days without food. You can go about eight days without water. You can go, uh, I don't know, I think about three minutes without air at the maximum. But you can't go one second without hope. You cannot live without hope. Get hope every day from Rick Warren at dailyhoperadio.com. That's dailyhoperadio.com. Join us every Friday night for varsity football coverage with pregame at 6.30 p.m. and kickoff at 7 p.m. Friday, October 13th, South Lafourche at Morgan City. Our broadcast is sponsored in part by Dufresne Building Materials, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, State Bank and Trust, Golden Motors, Joseph the Contractors, Grand Isle Shipyard, 8-2 Go, Blue Boot Foundation, and Lady to See General Hospital. This is Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin. Election Day is this Saturday, October 14th, and everyone has something on their ballot. So make sure to download the free award-winning GoVote mobile app. Find your polling place, sign up for electronic notifications, and view your sample ballot. As a reminder, polls are open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. this Saturday. For more information and to find out how we keep our elections safe and secure, visit geauxvote.com. Get ready and go vote, Louisiana. Great news, Homa businesses. We're here. We are Rev, a telecommunications provider with powerful solutions and unmatched local support. We've been bringing Louisiana people, businesses, and culture together for 85 years. Our fiber network delivers superior internet, phone, and security. It's big business technology with small business personal service. For a limited time, get up to $300 off business services. Visit us at letsrev.biz to get up to $300 off. Welcome 
Welcome back to Play by Play. We go to call-in guest number two of the day, and that would be Mr. Jesse Turner. He's the head football coach at Covenant Christian Academy. He's a regular guest here on the program. Coach Turner, good afternoon, buddy. How are we doing today? Doing pretty good, man. Like I was talking to the guy before, man, just enjoying this this different weather we've been having, you know, the last few days, man. It feels good outside. Absolutely, brother. It has been gorgeous weather outside. Um Talk about that. Brian and I were kind of discussing that a little bit yesterday. Is that a morale boost for the guys, man? You know, it's hot, and you guys are toasting out there every day, and then you get a little bit of a front like that. I'm sure everybody's feeling better. Like, the mood at practice is probably better just because of the weather, right? 100%, man. Not just the players. The coach is moving different, too, man. Uh, you know, we had a little stretch there, bro, just uh, uh, above 90-degree temperatures. Well, you mean, I'm talking about high 90s. And, uh it feels good, you know, for a change to have, uh, you know, some some cool weather in the 80s and some days in the 70s, man. So, you know, practice uh, has been a little bit faster. Uh, I think it has been a little bit more intense, and uh, the guys have just been getting after it, and coaches as well. Schedule for you guys has been brutal in the last couple of weeks. You played a 4A school, and it was a tough, hard-fought loss. You played a really good Central Catholic team, came down that extra point. Played a then undefeated Hanson team, fought them close, came up short. Then Vermilion Catholic, we know. I mean, that's that's a powerhouse there. This yeah. Friday, fortunately, it lightens up a little bit with Highland Baptist. I'm sure you guys are not overlooking Highland Baptist, but are looking forward to maybe having an opportunity to reverse that losing streak, right? A hundred percent. And I'm gonna be honest, we approach every week like that. But like I told, I told the guys uh, Monday when we had our team meeting. This probably will be the toughest game that we face all year, and I'm not saying that uh, you know Holland is uh, you know a, 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 have a program like Vermillion. They got some good players over there at Holland, but losing four straight is tough, right? The, the pressure's on now, and in the locker room we're a confident group, and we just have been dropping the ball on a, on a few of the games. Three of the four games, it, it could have went the other way. So now we we trying to get to that process of learning how to win again, how to finish, how to finish games, how to play with a league. So, and with a with a team like Holland, who, like I say, has some good players, but at the end of the day, I, I feel like we we can do some good stuff against them. It's going to be tough, right? Because we haven't been in this position to actually, you know, if we can take a lead or whatever, and, and knowing how to play in front and knowing how to finish game, knowing how to win games, because uh, we lost four straight. So we just got to get over that hump. Um, we got to have a great Tuesday because tomorrow we don't know what the weather may be. We may be inside or whatever that may look like tomorrow with the ninety percent chance of rain. So we definitely got to have the effective practice of the day. We got to take it very serious. We got to uh, play close attention to detail, and hopefully we get back on track. What's the locker room been like, man? Because, yeah, you guys are, are playing great competition, and, and you and I both know that there's no shame in losing to Central Catholic by one or to Hanson by nine or whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, the kids see the record, and they're two and four, and they're zero oh and three in district. And the instinct is going to be to maybe try to hang their head a little bit. How do you guys keep them positive, and has that been a success so far? Well, we talk to the kids all the day, all the time about fighting. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, we a one possession, a one point game in Central Catholic. Uh, we we winning. We are beating uh, Hanson by three in the fourth quarter on the goal line. Right? We can easily go up by ten, but we threw a pick six there. So that's another winnable game. So it's tough when you, like I said, when you got to come in. Monday morning and just keep those guys motivated. Um, but at the end of the day, man, we got we got some fighters, right? And and they know what type of team we can be. We know that it's not over. We know we still have a shot to make it, make it in the playoffs and extending our season. And, and you know, I got some good seniors and we got some fighters. So uh, you know, and the leadership in the locker room is pretty good. So you know, they're doing their job of 
leading by example and also just motivating the kids and, and the coaches are as well. And we know that we could turn this thing around, right? We got four games left that's guaranteed. And, uh, you know, they're winnable games for us. So, uh, at the end of the day, man, it's just what we what we taught from the beginning, man, is just keep fighting, fighting through adversity, and uh, let's see where, where it ends up, where it takes us. It feels like on Friday that the first quarter of the game is going to be big for you guys. A, to kind of snap that negative juju of losing four in a row, and B, you don't want to give them any hope either. They're 0-6, and, you know, you want to deliver that knockout punch early and let them know, hey, you guys are going to be 0-7 tonight. You know, it's going to keep going the way that it's been going. How important is it to get off to that strong start, man? Because you know this, a wounded dog, boy, you give it a little bit of food, give it a little bit of confidence, crazy things could happen. You don't want that to happen. 100%, 100%, man. Like I said before, it's going to be a, the toughest game of the season for us. And you got to think about they, the Holland Bath, they probably looking at their schedule. They about to get to the rough end of their district, you know, uh, of, of the district schedule for them. So, uh, with that being said, they probably circling in this game and looking at a CCA team who lost four straight. This is our opportunity, right? No, no team want to, uh, you know, finish the season with zero wins. So, it's very, very, very important for us to, to get off the bus and, and just be ready to play from start to finish, especially in that first quarter, just to kind of set the tone and, and – and hopefully we can uh, establish a rhythm, and that carries over for four quarters for us. So um, it's very important, and we're going to emphasize that today at practice. The the way we approach practice is going to be a little different this week. So uh, you know, so I, it, it will be very important, man. It's, it, and like I said, it will be tough. It won't be easy. It will be challenging. Um, but my guys, I feel like they're ready to accept that challenge. Jesse, I'm so interested to hear your answer to this because. You were once at Ellender, now you're at CCA, and frankly, you could answer this question in a different way this year than what you could last year. In the last segment of the show, I had Tyler Lewis on, and I asked him, I said, Tyler, um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The parish made you play South Terrebonne and Ellender, and right now, that's hurting you. You're not getting any PowerPoints from either, and that's the reason why you're 5-1 and one and you're struggling to get into the playoffs. Now that you're not in that realm anymore, you can answer this maybe a little more honestly and you don't have to worry about your supervisors getting upset. Does that hurt those schools that you're forced to play those teams every year? I mean, there's so many many ways that you can look at it, man. Um, It does if you look at a team like Terrebonne who has a real good team this year and and what they're what five and one and and they're even I don't, I don't even think they're top ten in the rankings. I, I'm not 100. percent They're 24th right now, bro. They're 24, right? So at, at that moment, it hurts them, right? So if I'm in their position, I would definitely be against having to play a Ellender who's a 4A team or having to play a struggling South Terrebonne team. Um, obviously, you got to play HL, but I, I would definitely be against that, especially when you got a group of guys that he has in his locker room. But you know, on the other side of it, it's fun. You know what I'm saying? All these, all of, all those guys know each other. It's always fun. I know when I put when I was coaching at Ellender and just that week six match uh, matchup versus Tyler and just all the guys in the community talking about it, man, it's, it's fun and it's hard to go away from that. Um, but again, it's, it's like a double-edged sword, man. You don't have that excitement, but at the end of the day, you you five and one, and you you you're not even top ten, right? So. It's tough. It's tough. I, and I think it should go by year-to-year basis. I, I don't think it should be up to the parish. I think it should be up to the to the actual school, unless, you know, obviously, if, uh, unless the other team is in your district. But I do think it should be a, a team choice, for sure. 
I, I agree. I, I think that, you know, I love the matchups. I love the fact that they play, but I, I think that the coaches should have a little bit more control over that. So you and I agree 100%. Um, 100%. Looking at it, bro, um, injury front, are you guys healthy coming into week seven? Uh, uh, yes and no, right? Skill positions, I mean, we, we're, we're fine, right? Uh, but up front, and we know that, that over here we, we, we don't have a lot. We don't have a lot, have a lot of big boys, but we are out. Four starting linemen right now. And three of them are definite out this Friday. Um, so we're going to look a little different up front. We'll have a couple of young guys, which I, I think they can play some football. But uh, it's tough, right? Uh, and, and normally this type of stuff happens uh, at this time of the year, but it's just unfortunate that we had it all at one position, and that's our big guys. Um, but we're going to make it work. We're, we're not 100% healthy, but there's no excuses, man. We're going to go out there and play some football. And uh, just do our best, and hopefully, you know, the, the injury bug don't hurt us when the outcome of the game. One of the things about CCA that's the most unique and one of the most interesting is that you guys got the little ones there, man. It's it's K through 12, man. So like you literally could go out for recess and look at a fourth and a fifth grader and say, hey, man, like four or five years from now, this kid's going to be able to go. Like, do you ever go and sit back and look at some of the little ones and try to figure out, hey, down the line, that one's going to be a player. I like that one. Like, do you ever go look at the little bebés out there? So the, the cool thing about it, man, I like just on a daily basis, if I walk past the playground, everybody want to shake Coach Turner's hand, high-five me. Uh, so it's, it's always great to just see the smile on those guys' faces. And also, I have, you know, I mentioned this before, I have a first grader here. And what they, what they do is uh, they keep the team, the, the school together, so they got a flag football team. And, um, it's, and it's mostly built off of uh, CCA students. So I get to watch those guys, right? And, and they got a couple young ones who can move, who can fast. And, I, and I'm kind of excited about the future because I, I want to I wanna be here for, for the long run and, and uh, have my kids finish school here because this is a great place to be. But... Of course, man. I'm, I'm definitely looking at some of them, the way they walk, the way they move, how they play on the playground. And be like, man, that little dude going to be an athlete there. So, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's always exciting to see those little kids, man, and, and run around and play. So, of course. They announced earlier this week that flag football would become an Olympic sport. And the first yep. thing that I thought of is I know in Texas, seven-on-seven football is a spring varsity-sanctioned sport. You could play it. You could win state championships. You could go to the playoffs. Jesse, I really think that once people see this in the Olympics, the popularity is going to grow. I think someday in the next five to ten years, we might see seven-on-seven be a varsity sport in Louisiana. If that's the case, would you be in favor of that? I definitely would. It's it's tough, man, because you, you, you talk to a lot of parents, you talk to a lot of peers, even the guys who played the game, they, they don't really want their kids going through full contact. And sometimes I do feel like that, uh, but I, you know, I leave it up to my kids if they want to do it. But at the end of the day, I think it's a safer way to play. I think it's competitive. And, and to be honest, when, when my older kid played and, and just being a, a parent and a fan on the sideline, it's, it's enjoyable to watch. Uh, so I, I am in favor of it, uh, and if it happens, I'm, I'm, I'm supporting. Hopefully, I can get a team because at the end of the day, too, when, when you're coaching seven on seven, man, you're really dialing it up, and uh, it's fun. It's competitive, really. It, it's really like chess when you're playing that. So um, I, I'm 100% in favor of it, and if, if it if it if it happens, I think it'll be a good thing. Sounds like a winner, bro. We thank you so much for the time. Have a great practice, and good luck this week, buddy. Thanks, man. Yep, that is Coach Jesse Turner doing a great job, as always. We love having him on. Jesse's a good dude, man. He, he's really doing a great job at CCA, too.
Don't pay attention to that record. They have had a very, very challenging schedule. You lose to a 4A school by eight points. Um, you lose to Hanson Memorial uh, in a game that you had won. You know, pick six kind of threw that one away, missed extra points. Like, they're right there. If they get into the playoffs, and I think they will, um, they're going to be in a good spot. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going <laughs> across the hall at Covenant Christian Academy, right? We're going to Coach Joe. Coach Joe Tutone will be on. Uh, but and yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about CCA baseball with Joe. But I want to also talk about some MLB stuff, and you know, it's the playoffs, and we've got some crazy things happening. We'll chat with Joe in the next segment. It's play by play. We'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Nichols head football coach Tim Rebo. Winning a football game starts with a great game plan, and so does fighting pests. Terminex will protect your home and business from termites, roaches, mice, and even mosquitoes. Call the local team at Terminex of Homa. They will drop a winning game plan to tackle your pests. Terminex is a proud supporter of Nichols Athletics. Go, Go Colonels! Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. I'm Scott McKnight. I was always taught to serve others. Before serving in the legislature, I served our community as a reserve deputy with the East Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office. In my 25 years in the financial sector, I serve my clients by helping them manage and protect billions of dollars in assets. I'm ready to serve a state treasurer to face a new generation of problems. Hackers, central bank digital currency, and activist corporations. It's time for a new generation of leaders to protect Louisiana taxpayers and Louisiana's future. Paid for by the Scott McKnight Campaign. They say sex sells. Let's see if it works. Guys, do you want a better sex life? Sure, we all do. Well, right now you can call and get 50 generic versions of Viagra for about 100 bucks. They work. Try it for yourself and see. You can have them delivered in an unmarked package in about a week. Call now to order. 800-213-9258. 800-213-9258. Steelman Pills will send you 50 generic versions of the blue pills to improve your sex life for about 100 bucks. And when you call, tell them I said to throw in a few for free. With your order, of course. Oh, and one more thing. We guarantee them to work for you. So call now to order and to have a better sex life. 800-213-9258-800-213-9258-800-213-9258 Again, that's 800-213-9258 Hi, my name is Daniel Lorraine, candidate for re-election for Lafouche Parish Councilman District 9. I'm presently retired and have the knowledge the experience, and the desire to keep serving the people of South Lafouche. Let me continue to be the voice of South Lafouche. On October the 14th, I would appreciate your vote and support. Number 82, God bless, paid for by the Daniel Lorraine Campaign Fund.
It is never too early in the year to talk about baseball at the high school ranks, and we go to the phone lines now. We have Covenant Christian Academy, Coach Joe Tutone on the line. Coach Joe, good afternoon, buddy. How we doing? Hey, buddy. Good. Good morning. How you doing? Good, man. Uh, look, we had Shane Trosclair on yesterday, and he was saying that a lot of his kids are playing fall ball, and he mentioned a lot of his kids are playing fall ball with you guys. So what's going on, man? What are the hogs up to these days, man? Hogs, we've been playing fall ball. We've been playing on Wednesday nights and every other weekend, which will run us into the first week of uh, October. And uh, I've really seen some kids step up from last summer, man. I mean, you know, physically these guys are stronger. And uh, you can tell some of these guys, you know, football has really, really helped some of these kids uh, physically. And, uh, I I mean, it's been pretty exciting, man. I think we got some kids that – you know, have kind of shown themselves in the fall that, you know, really are giving themselves a chance to maybe play at the next level, you know, after the spring of high school baseball. You guys do something each year that I think is really cool. And if you're doing it again this year, it's going to be coming up soon. So I want to ask you about it. If I'm not mistaken, you usually get the Hawks together around Halloween and you guys play a little ball game with the kids in costume. Are you guys doing that again? And if so, when? Because I want to go get pictures, brother. Casey, we will do it. It'll probably be the last weekend of October, and we will do it at. Uh, we've been playing at Central Lafouche High School on Wednesday nights because of, uh, you know, uh, the work at Southland. So uh, we're pretty excited about it. We, you know, we, we we're pretty blessed. You know that Lafouche Parish and Central Lafouche, you know, gives us a place to play. So uh, man, we're really excited about it and. Uh, and listen, I ain't going to lie to you. The Halloween game is so fun when these kids dress up in costumes. And I'll give you the exact information. I'll text it to you and let you know when we're going to do it. And under the lights, it should be a really good night. Please do. I would love nothing more than to go get some pictures of that, man. Look, I know you said you're playing in Central Lafouche, but I understand you guys are doing some renovations at your park. Tell us about that. What's going on out there, man? You already had an awesome park. Uh, now it looks like it's going to be even better. Pretty excited about it, Casey. The cement work is all done. The infield's done. The foul lines are done. Uh, they're they're cleaning up, pulling out all of the wood and everything next. Um, basically, the turf should be they should be starting to lay the turf. I would say sometimes next week. So, you know, with a little luck, as planned on schedule, the field should be finished for January the fourth. Uh, we're gonna put some new side fences in, and uh, you know, Rec Two Three is doing such a great job at renovating the facility, and we're just excited that you know, and fortunate that we get to use it. And uh, I, we're pretty excited about the future season coming up just for the field and, and our team at Covenant Christian. Yeah, for sure, man. Tell us a little bit about that crew. I know you guys were young last year, which means that you bring a, you know, a good bit back. But you had some seniors that you relied on, too, that are no longer with the program. Tell us about your roster coming back, man. Well, our biggest thing, Casey, listen, you know, we had 23 rent wins, and we returned 19 of them on the mound. So we, we were pretty excited about the pitching. I think we're going to be strong on the pitching side. Uh, we did lose three starters that were seniors. Uh, offensively, they'll be a little tougher to replace, but I feel like defensively, playing on a turf surface and with good pitching, we should be as good as if we've ever been. I mean, considering knock on wood, hopefully, you know, we can stay injury free in football and soccer, but, uh, right now we're very fortunate. All our guys are playing football at Covenant Christian and, Coach Turner and the football staff has done a super job of getting these guys physically stronger, and uh, I can't wait to see the results, you know, come to springtime. 
Talk about that, because, you know, I, I had Jesse on actually in the last segment of the show. Um, but you mentioned a second ago, okay, you got you guys playing baseball, uh, got, got you guys playing football. I'm sorry. That's not uncommon. You know, most schools, the football guys and baseball guys are, are kind of shared. But you mentioned something there. A lot of your guys play soccer, and that is a little bit uncommon. That's not like any of the other schools in the area. But, man, uh, I know that I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, one of your coaches is actually the soccer coach. You guys have a good relationship with that program. That's kind of unique, man. Tell us about that. Well, Coach Travis Aver has been the soccer coach. You know, his son Carson, who was, you know, the district MVP last year. And, uh, I mean, we have a great relationship. It's a really good working relationship. And I can tell you this. The feet work and the skill work has really, you know, taken these guys to the next level, and I, I contribute that all to soccer. I mean, physically we're getting stronger because of football with Coach Turner and, and our feet work and condition, and it's totally awesome. I mean, we have every every starter but one kid plays soccer. So when we jump, these guys will jump right into soccer, and then in baseball, Travis is fortunate enough, he's an assistant uh, baseball coach, where even during soccer season, we'll, you know, having, having, you know, the lights at Southland, we'll practice a couple of nights a week during soccer, just so when we hit baseball running, our guys are not totally rusty. So, uh, I mean... It's just the coaches are working together, and it gives us an advantage of uh, where I think every sport is trying to be the best we can at CCA, and it goes around all of the coaches working together. So, look, we're excited about soccer season. I think we're about the four-time defending district champs. Uh, they lose two soccer guys that are seniors, but for the most part, they come back and bring back the whole team. And, uh, you know, we, we should be able to make a run in soccer also, man. I mean, our soccer guys are our baseball guys, our football guys. And, uh, you know, look, for me, it's fun to su really support every sport at Covenant Christian because, I mean, you know, we're usually the last sport to play. So, listen, it's fun to watch you guys grow and develop, and I, I think it's going to be another great year. Joe, let's talk some MLB playoffs. We're dead in the middle of it right now. Uh, we've got two series in the National League. The Braves tie the Phillies 1-1 one one last night on just an unbelievable catch by Michael Harris to force a double play, and then Atlanta also rallied from four runs down in that game and got five unanswered. Uh, in the other series, the Dodgers are in a bind, man. The Dodgers lose both game one and game two at home to Arizona. The Dodgers, I think, are in a world of trouble right now. Like you told me, off the air, whenever we were on hold, you said, hey, man, I think your Braves are going to be okay. And I tend to agree. But on the flip side to that, I don't know if the Dodgers are going to be okay. Clayton Kershaw is kind of their ace. He didn't even get out of the first inning the other night. A lot of their other starters are hurt. I think the Dodgers are in a bind. I think Arizona's going to knock them out. Uh, listen, I totally agree with you, Case. You know, it's hard to beat somebody three times in a row, especially in big league baseball. Uh, I'm a little surprised in, you know, in the Orioles and Rangers situation. I thought the Orioles at least get one. And, uh, but I can tell you this, in major league playoffs, you know this, Case. I mean, you're either going to out hit them or out pitch them. And what happens is right now, it looks like, uh, you know, the Dodgers definitely ain't out hitting them and, and not pitching them. So, uh, man, it's going to be a struggle. I mean, I would, uh, if I was laying some money down in Las Vegas, I wouldn't bet on the Dodgers as of today. Joe, it's crazy. We have played eight games combined amongst these four series. Every series has played two games, eight games total. The team that has hit the most home runs has won every single game in the series so far it's unbelievable how important the long ball has been man I know you still got to put it in play and I I, I know that you know you, you got to avoid the strikeout and you got to make contact and you got to advance runners and all that stuff but boy the long ball is so important in today's game 
Well, listen, in professional baseball, the long ball is the X factor. So I don't care how good your guy pitches, a three-run homer knocks him out. And, uh, you know, you can look at the numbers and the stats and the way you go it. I mean, professional baseball is not played like college baseball, and it's definitely not played like high school baseball. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I think the OPS is, is basically, you know, more important than the batting average or the RBIs or anything like that. And uh, I just, you know, I think those numbers don't lie. And those teams that, that have those boppers, uh, I don't care how good you are pitching, if you've got seven or eight boppers in the lineup, I think sooner or later they're just banking on one of those guys are going to get you in. You know, it usually happens. Listen, the Phillies, that's why you see in, in the regular season, they're not great. But in the playoffs, they got a shot because they got guys that can go deep any time in the lineup. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, one of the things that drives me crazy about the postseason, Joe, is I feel like a lot of these guys overmanage, man. Like, we see the starters get pulled after three and a third. You know, hey, one time through the order, and then you're out, and then you're relying so heavily on your bullpen and – you know, all it takes, if you're relying on six bullpen guys, all it takes is for one guy to have a bad outing and he's going to give up three, four. Like, I feel like we have almost like we see in the NFL where we've kind of started to undervalue the running back. I feel like we're start of undervaluing the starting pitcher today, man. We don't let these guys throw. We don't let these guys go six, seven innings anymore. Um, after one turn through the order, we're trying to get them out. And I don't know that that's necessarily a good thing, man. Well, you know, Casey, I feel like from when, you know, just years past, uh, at the end of the day, what are you saving these guys for? Listen, they got guys on pitch counts and everything. The goal is to win the World Series. And when you're in the playoffs, if you got to ride a guy a little bit longer than you'd like to ride him, listen, you know this as well as I know this. The Nationals won a World Series a few years ago. They might have two if they would have let Strasburg pitch. Yep that one year and I just listen so in the long deal are we trying to win baseball games or are we trying to entertain and make money because at the end of the day Major League Baseball has gotten a little bit away from a game especially in a regular season and it looks like it's entertainment where you're paying these guys these big bucks we don't want to hurt them well I mean listen the injuries and, and coming that's part of the game and I think when you get to these front office guys that are making these decisions I don't think it's just about hard-nosed baseball anymore I think it's about the whole picture of listen the financial budget of the of the team and the operations and I hate to say it I think it bleeds on down and that's why you're seeing guys come in in the bullpen and taking guys guys out early and I don't feel like the manager really Casey has the full decision on every call yeah and, that's uh, I, I think it, I think basically it's a lot of corporate decisions made and you know when you when you take the baseball guy out of it I think the game's suffering in some ways because listen I'm all about new school because I think it's great but I still think there's some old school left in it because I think the numbers, all of them speak for themselves, but there's still a feel for the game, and I don't think all the time that the managers are getting to use their feel for the game, and that's just my opinion. I'm so curious to ask you this question because you are an old-school baseball guy, and, and you're one of the, the most knowledgeable baseball people that I know, and I'm with you, right? I, I, I'm a baseball purist. I love watching regular season baseball. I love watching playoff baseball, but with that having been said, I signed myself up today to get on a waiting list to go try to watch the Savannah Bananas when they come to Baton Rouge. What are your thoughts, man? It's kind of a circus act. It's kind of a clown show. But, man, I'm, I, they're coming to Louisiana. I want to go watch them. What are your thoughts on the Bananas, brother? 
Casey, I love it. I think it's good for baseball. I agree. Listen, I, I ain't gonna. I, I totally think it's good for baseball. It's yeah, fun. I'm old school, but I, but I'm also when I say old school, there's new school, and I think anything that you can do to enlighten the game of baseball, whether it's the home run, whether it's the pitch clock, you know, whether it's the numbers, the spin rate. Listen, the more people you have in, involved in baseball, the better. Because I think what happens is, you know, on a on a geographic state, we're trying to build baseball, and the Savannah Bananas are good for baseball. Oh, I agree 100%. I'm glad to hear that. Look, four series, we got the Astros and the Twins tied one apiece. Who you got in that one? Astros. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, will the Rangers cl- – I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I th- Go ahead. I'm sorry. I think on the rain, on, on the Rangers and the Orioles, even though I'd like to see the Birds win, I just it's hard to win three. So I'm going to take the Rangers. Uh, are the Orioles going to get one? Are they going to win today yeah. and extend it? Orioles are getting one today. Yes, they are. Okay. Opposite side, we got the Braves and the Phillies. One apiece headed to Philly. Will, it, will Atlanta or Philly prevail on that one? Atlanta. And then the last NL series, the Dodgers are down 0-2. I know you said a minute ago you don't think they're coming back. Uh, any chance that they get a game, or, or are the Diamondbacks going to sweep them? I, no, I think they might get one, but I still think the Diamondbacks is going to win in the long run. And at the end of the day, I'm going to put you on the spot. Who's going to be the team hoisting the trophy at the end? Atlanta Braves. Oh, Joe, you're making me fired up. You're getting me excited. You think the Braves are going to hoist the trophy? Look, man, it, I, I'll say this. If Atlanta does win the World Series... They're going to be playing and replaying that Michael Harris catch from last night over and over. Joe, what a play that was. My God, did that you guy know, cover some ground. And, Casey, if you watch it, and that's that's the expansion of geometrics and everything like that, he was in a no-double no situation. He wasn't playing as shallow as he normally does, and I think he was able – I mean, it was a great catch, but he was. I think he had that ball the whole time. I know that sounds crazy, but – I don't think it was like he had to get on his horse the whole time. He was running, but I think he, you know, basically he had that ball off the bat, if you know what I'm talking about. For sure. And look, you know, you and I could talk about the home run, and, and we did earlier in the segment, but the Braves don't win that game last night if not for a good base running play by Ronald Acuna to score the first run of the game. He made a wide turnaround third, and whenever the Phillies kind of lazily kicked the ball in the infield, he he darted home. Yeah, we could talk about the long ball, but base running and little things like that still matter too, and that one run was the difference in the game, Bubba. No doubt. And I tell you this, Casey, getting back to baseball, hey, one of your guys, uh, uh, J.P. Pierce, has been outstanding in fall baseball. I cannot wait to see this kid at South Lafouche. He's really toned in his base running skills. He's going to have a big year for the Tarpons, brother. I think a lot of our local teams are going to be good again, right? I mean, you look up and down the area. We were had a lot of young teams, and you know, Thibodeau was a veteran team, but Shane told me yesterday, he came on the show, he said, man, I still like my guys. Like, I think we've got a lot of talent. I think this will be another year, Joe, where we're going to send a whole slew of them to the playoffs, bro. Well, I can, I can tell you this. Thibodeau's going to be special. E.D. White's the returning state champ. Vanderbilt's going to be huge again. South Terrebonne will be fine. Uh, Terrebonne's a sleeper waiting to happen. I will tell you this. H.L. Bourgeois, I got two seniors that can carry him. Uh, I, I mean, listen, it's, it's listen. Homer Christian is up and coming. Made a playoff run last year. I, I will tell you this, Casey. Don't be surprised if you see our teams, our local teams, a lot of our listen, Central Lafouche yes. has learned how to win. Expect good things from those guys. Uh, don't be surprised if you see all of our teams in the playoffs. I'm just telling you. 
for sure. Central LaFouche is the one for me. I think that's a sleeper, man. Land's got that thing rolling. They got a lot back. I think they're going to make a big, big leap forward. No doubt, buddy. So, Yep, for sure. Let's catch, uh, let's catch a break, Joe. Thanks so much for the time, man. Uh, we'll chat soon, okay? Thanks, buddy. Yep, that is Coach Joe Tuton doing a wonderful job. He thinks my Braves are going to win the World Series. He got me all fired up, all excited. We got to get by Philly first, so that's going to be that's going to be brutally tough to try to win three or uh, two more games against Philadelphia in the next three. But it's a best of three series now, and Atlanta got a thrilling win last night. Let's catch a break when we get back. We'll talk about uh, the Fighting Tigers of LSU as they take on Auburn. Brian Kelly said some things. We'll chat about that in the next segment. It's play by play. We'll be right back after this. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Hello, my name is Devin Lewis, and I'm a candidate for Lafouche Parish Council, District 8 seat. I'm born and raised in La Rose, and still live just down the street from my parents, Wilbur and Mary, with my three children, Connor, Sophia, and McCullough. I attended school at Holy Rosary, LCO, and South Lafouche High School, and college at University of Tennessee and Tulane University. I was proud to serve my country as a United States Marine. I love my country, my family, and where I'm from. On October 14th, I'm asking you for the honor and privilege to continue to serve all three. My name is Devin Lewis, candidate for Lafouche Parish Council, District 8, paid for by Devin Lewis. Attention LA1 commuters, changes are coming to the GoPass toll system. We're updating the look on our website and invoices. We're also simplifying vehicle classifications from 8 to 3, making it easier to figure out your toll costs. Having GoPass is the most convenient way to drive on LA1 and guarantees the lowest available rate. Tag fee wave for new subscribers. All these changes are automatic. Just keep your eyes on the road and keep on going with GoPass. Need to sign up? Visit GoPass.com. That's G-E-A-U-X-P-A-S-S dot com. No Wake Outfitters is the best fly shop and paddle sports dealer in Metairie, but we offer so much more. We can prepare you for hunting season with Lamco game feeders and functional, comfortable camo wear from Duck Camp. And we outfit kayaks to get you in those shallow duck ponds and keep you camouflaged. Let our knowledgeable staff help you have your best season. Also offering Duck Camp and Orvis Outdoor Apparel for men and women. Check out the exclusive brands like Rugged Road, Turtle Box, New Canoe, Old Town, and more. No Wake Outfitters. 1926 Airline Drive. Hi, I'm Nichols head football coach Tim Rebo. Winning a football game starts with a great game plan, and so does fighting pests. Terminex will protect your home and business from termites, roaches, mice, and even mosquitoes. Call the local team at Terminex of Homa. They will drop a winning game plan to tackle your pests. Terminex is a proud supporter of Nichols Athletics. Go, Colonels! No combination of words I could put on the back of a postcard No song that I could sing but I can try for your heart Our dreams and they are made out of real things Like a shoebox of photographs with sepia tone loving Love is the answer at least for most Love me some Jack Johnson, love me some Jack Johnson It's play by play here on KLEB, hope everybody is enjoying their day 
um, tomorrow. I think Brian said he'll be in the studio tomorrow. We will have our mailbag. We should have BJ Young. We'll try to get Taylor Griffin. Um, so it should be a good show tomorrow. Uh, we want to thank Tyler Lewis, Jesse Turner, and Joe Tutal for the time today. Uh, let's talk some LSU. Brian Kelly said yesterday that there are four Tigers on the injury report for this coming week. Um, fortunately, three of the four look like they're going to be able to give it a go, and LSU is actually pretty healthy coming into the game. Um, LSU has Chris Hilton, a wide receiver who's listed as doubtful. Looks like he's not going to be able to give it a go, but three other players are likely to be able to play. Aaron Anderson, wide receiver, is listed as probable. Omar Spates is listed as probable, and Charles Turner is listed as probable. LSU's got to get Omar Spates going. Omar Spates was an All-American caliber linebacker at Oregon State. Um, and, like, he's just been playing hurt, and you could see he's a, he's a half a step to a full step slow and just haven't been able to get him going. I, I would like to, and I almost hesitate to say this because I'm not a doctor, and I certainly the LSU doctors know what's best, but I would almost like to say, you know, hey, let's just be cautious, give him another week off, and make sure that when he comes back he's 100% because I, drew, I truly believe – that if you get him 100% for the second half of the season, uh, it could be a difference-making, game-changing type of player for an LSU linebacking core that needs a difference-making, game-changing type of player. That's a linebacking core that's um, not going to sugarcoat it. It's it, sugarcoated. It's not very good at times. Um, so we'll see. If Omar comes back on Saturday and if he's effective, and if he is effective, I really think it could change a lot of things for that defense. Now, when you look at the matchup against Auburn, um, I think the biggest key for LSU on Saturday is going to be alignment, right? You're facing a Hugh Freeze offense, okay? Um, Hugh Freeze is the new coach at Auburn, Um they're not very good, right? You look at their passing numbers for the year. They play three quarterbacks. Combined, they have completed 71 of 121 passes for 781 yards. Yeah, that's not good. Five touchdowns, four interceptions, 58.7% completions. So they're not skilled through the air. And then running the football is where their bread and butter is as a team, 209 carries, 1,010 yards. But their leading rusher has 202 yards on the season. They like to get a lot of guys' touches. They have one, two, three, four, five guys with 25 or more carries on the year. So they like to put the ball in a lot of different guys' hands. And I really believe that there are two major keys to the game. I think that the LSU defense made a step forward against Missouri. I mentioned that yesterday. I think they went from an F to a D. And I know you guys are rolling your eyes and saying, well, just clear, a D's not very good. Well, when you had an F last week, a D's, all right, but a D's passable, right? You got a passing grade on Saturday. You went from allowing 700 yards to allowing just north of 500. That's progress. You went from not getting any stops to getting some stops. You went from not forcing any turnovers to forcing a couple of turnovers, right? I think that you made some progress on that side of the ball last week. Now the challenge is going to be to make some more progress this week. How do you do that? 
I think the two big things, if you could stop the first down run offense of the Auburn Tigers and put them in second and eight, second and nine, third and six, third and seven, situations where you know Peyton Thorne will be throwing, I think you're going to get off the field on third down, and I think you're going to give a lot of opportunities for your offense. And the second big key, and I mentioned it earlier in the segment, is going to be alignment. You have to get lined up. You have to communicate properly because they're going to go. They're going to go fast. They're going to do a lot of motion. They're going to do a lot of shifting. They're going to do a lot of things aimed to confuse you, aimed to get you out of position, aimed to get you in vulnerable positions. And if they get you in those vulnerable vulnerable positions, they could turn what would have been a five-yard play into a 55-yard play. They could turn what would have been a 10-yard gain into a 60-yard gain and a touchdown. If you could get lined up and don't give them any freebies and make them drive down the field, they have proven throughout the course of the year that they're going to do something self-destructive and they're going to screw themselves up. So I think that's the big key for LSU. They're an 11-point favorite at home. Offensively, keep doing what you do. Your offense is is ridiculously good right now. Jaden Daniels, 19 touchdowns, two interceptions, completing 72.9% of his passes. We, what did we, we say a minute ago? Um, you know, Auburn has like 700 yards passing as a team. LSU is 2,026. You're a way more explosive offense than they are. What did we say? Auburn, the strength of their team is they're running, and they got just north of 1,000 yards rushing this year. Well, LSU's got 1,264. So you're better at them doing what they do best. They can't throw the ball at all. You can. They run the ball pretty well, and LSU's pretty good at it too, and you're better at doing their strength than they are. And running isn't even your strength. It's the thing that you do secondary in your offense. So I think LSU's offense could potentially dominate this game if the defense gets them enough opportunities. I mentioned it yesterday. You need two or three stops a half. You get two or three stops a half, you're keeping the ball in the hands of your offense. And, and here's what it does, man. It just it just takes a little bit of pressure off of the offense, right? Right now, at times, the offense feels like they have to score every single time they get the ball, and that becomes exhausting. That becomes exhausting for the players. That becomes exhausting for the play callers to know that you just can't make a mistake. And I think that right now, what we're seeing is, at times, the offense gets a little tight because... You know, if we don't score, we're, we're done. We're going to fall behind. It feels like every change of possession is a seven-point swing on the scoreboard. Every time you punt, you're going minus seven because the other team's going to come down and score. If you could change that narrative, if you could start getting stops, if you could start getting off the field like you did in the second half Saturday, by the way, if you could start doing that consistently, you're going to have a chance in every game that you play for the rest of the season. And I know that that's going to be something that could potentially excite a lot of people. I know I said it yesterday, and a lot of folks are going to take a I'll believe it when I see it approach. And I'm with you on that, by the way. Um, but let's not write off these guys just yet. They're going to be favored in five of their last six games. 
This is a team that's still very much capable of making a run, very much capable of making a push. The top 25 schedule this week is not all that exciting, right? <clears throat> this is not a great college football week. Of course, you got LSU and Auburn, LSU favored by 11. Georgia and Vanderbilt, who cares? Michigan and Indiana, who cares? Ohio State and Purdue, who, who cares? Florida State and Syracuse. Um, the one premier matchup we got is Oregon and Washington. That's number seven versus number eight. That's a big one there in the Pac-12. Texas A&M traveling to take on Tennessee should be a good ball game. And then kind of like the, the uh, name brand game is going to be Saturday night USC taking on Notre Dame. Notre Dame has Hartman, and and you know they're coming off of laying an egg. I watched USC on Saturday. They're six and zero. Oh, I don't think they're any good at all defensively. They still struggle. I would be shocked if Notre Dame, coming off of a loss, didn't win that game. Um, but I was shocked that Notre Dame got blew out, got blown out by Louisville. So I guess we'll see how it goes. Missouri will be traveling to take on Kentucky, looking to bounce back after the loss against LSU. Uh, that should be an interesting SEC game. Then we've got. Uh, Miami coming off of just pissing a game away against North uh, against um, Georgia Tech. They're taking on North Carolina Saturday. UCLA and Oregon State should be a good one. Duke will be taking on NC State. So it is a good schedule, and uh, looking forward to watching a lot of college football on Saturday. If you are a degenerate like me and just can't get enough of the sport, there is a Louisiana school playing tonight. On the CBS Sports Network, Louisiana Tech will be taking on Middle Tennessee tonight at 6 o'clock. ESPNU has Liberty in Jacksonville State, Coastal Carolina, and Appalachian State on ESPN2. So there are three college football games tonight. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk a little bit about Monday Night Football and preview the NFL week ahead and also get you a couple of betting picks. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the confident and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Celebrating 75 years in business. Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Attention event managers, Joe's Septic Contractors has been there for you in New Orleans and the surrounding areas. Whether it's a construction site, fair or festival, let Joe's Septic Contractors help you determine how many potties and how much temporary fencing you may need for your next event. Visit joeseptic at viscom.net. That's joeseptic at viscom.net. Locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and Odessa, Texas. Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems, your local power generator professionals, serving the entire Gulf Coast as your Kohler titanium dealer. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators. For the most trusted brands in the industry, Kohler, Generac, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins, Onan, and more, Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems. 
is the place for you. 152 North Hollywood Road in Homa and Highway 3235 in Galliano. about to rock we salute you nobody wants to hear me sing brian would be making fun of me if he if he were here um i had somebody the other day tell me and it was the best compliment that i could receive right and it literally made me smile as i heard it and then whenever i got in the car after like i'm not gonna lie I even kind of got emotional thinking about it it was from a, a lady in the community, um, an elderly lady in the community who said, I listen to play-by-play every day on my radio. I sit on my swing, um, you know, either do a little bit of yard work, you know, mess with my plants or whatever. And I listen to play-by-play every day. And she said, um, and she's someone who's familiar with some of like the medical struggles and different things that, that I've had to endure. And she told me, she said, boo, um, I could tell you feeling better. And I said, okay, yeah. how, how could you tell that I'm feeling better? And she said, because you're always laughing and joking and singing and cutting up. And, and she's right. <laughs> like She's right. To know how much of a struggle for a long time it was to get through these 90 minutes because physically I couldn't talk. <laughs> and every word I was having to mute the mic and cough and clear my throat. And it wasn't fun. It was a 90 minutes every day that I dreaded for a long time, even though I loved what I do, which is the reason why I kept on doing it. Um, so to hear someone else say like, Beb, I could tell you're having a good time again. Yes, ma'am. I am. And I am so grateful and so blessed to be having a good time again. Um, these shows have been going wonderful. Um, I could actually talk. You guys could actually understand me. Um, man, that's such a blessing. And and the message and the reason why I'm saying this, I don't, I mean, you guys know that I'm better. I'm here every day. It's not about me telling you that the message is don't take the little crap for granted, bro. Like I never thought I would have an issue speaking, right? Never thought that you know my, my voice would betray me. Don't take stuff for granted. Stuff that you don't have to put any effort into doing today, you might struggle with mightily tomorrow. So on a beautiful day like today, take advantage of it, man. Go go outside, go walk, go do something to take advantage of this gorgeous day outside. It's play by play today in Major League Baseball. We've got um Two American League matchups. The Astros are taking on the Twins. The Orioles are taking on the Texas Rangers. But I first want to talk about Monday Night Football for a second. Um, Got a confession for you guys. Um, I don't think Jordan Love's any good. The Packers fall 2-3. and Jordan Love last night, 16 of 30. Zero touchdowns, three interceptions for the season. Jordan Love has now thrown six interceptions. Um, Just not sure that he's the dude. Big shout out. Huge shout out to Meek Robertson, a Thibodeau High School graduate, 
gets the game-winning, game-clinching interception to seal the deal for Las Vegas last night. Amik said after the game, he said, look, I'm the smallest dude on the field. I knew they were going to pick on me at some point. And he said, and I love this quote, he said, and I'm paraphrasing, this is not a direct quote. He said, I didn't want to just break it up. I didn't want to just knock it away. I didn't want it to just be incomplete. I wanted to intercept it because I wanted to make it hurt. I wanted to make them know, hey, I'm not somebody to mess with. Amik Robertson was getting a start in the secondary because the Raiders have a bunch of injuries. He's usually kind of a slot nickel dime guy. He got the start on the outside, and he locks up the game-winning interception. Amik, you are an awesome ambassador for our community. Does a lot of stuff in the offseason to help local kids. And more important than being an awesome ambassador and doing a lot of stuff for the local kids... You are an inspiration, young man. You are 5'9", you're 183. You have been told your entire life that you're too small, you can't play. Um, out of Thibodeau, got told by the bigger schools, ah, yeah, he's 5'9", at the next level, he won't be able to do it. So he goes to Louisiana Tech. Dominates. One of the best players in the history of Louisiana Tech. Is he a first-round draft pick? No, he slips to the fourth round. Ah, he's too small. He gets to the NFL. You know, he won't. He's still there now. This is his fourth season in the NFL. Game-winning, game-clinching interception last night. Amik, every single kid in the Bayou region that was able to stay up and watch that was thinking to themselves, hey, man, that might be me someday, bro. I could, If Amik could do that, I could do that. And that, to me, is awe-inspiring. Kudos to you, um, and kudos to the Raiders for getting a win. Tonight, in the world of Major League Baseball, I'm going to give you a couple of picks. I'm giving you the Astros today. They're on the road, and they're an underdog. Minus 125, favorite are the, are the Twins. Well, I'm giving you Houston today. I'm going Houston with the money line. It's like plus 115. I'm going the Astros on the road to beat the Twins. I just trust their experience, man. Like they're going to, they've been in this spot so many times. They're going to just figure some stuff out. Today in the other game, I'm going with under nine runs for the Rangers and the Orioles. The teams have uh, scored 19 runs in the last game. I think it's going to be a little bit more manageable in a big park. I'm going under nine today for the Orioles and the Rangers. In college football tonight, I'm going with, oh, come on, FanDuel. FanDuel always lets me down. It loads beautifully until I need it. And I say always lets me down. FanDuel is an amazing app. I'm just being silly. Tonight, I'm going with Middle Tennessee minus two over Louisiana Tech. Sorry, Louisiana Tech. I think Middle Tennessee is going to get the win. And I am going with over 60 between Appalachian State and Coastal Carolina. Appalachian State has been scoring a ton of points this year. If you look at their games this year, they've scored 45, 34, 43, 41. They score in the 40s. I think we're going to have a shootout tonight between they and Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina ain't bad on offense either. They have once scored 66 this year. They scored 28 in their last game. Both teams are capable of scoring. Both teams don't have great defenses. I think that we're going to see a bunch of points in that one. That's all for me today. Tomorrow we're going to have, I think Coach Colley will come back into the studio We've got our mail back. Hey, Casey, we're going to get the questions answered. We're going to look to have Taylor Griffin um, 
And it should be also just a rotten, yucky day tomorrow. It's supposed to rain all day tomorrow. So we'll uh, try to navigate through that and and push forward. Thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, Have a wonderful rest of the day. God bless and love you guys. You've been listening to Play by Play. We'll be back tomorrow. Adios.